I'm Maria, and welcome to the 3L podcast series, Limited Liability Leadership, Raising the Bar in Leading the Bar. Thanks for checking out our upcoming limited podcast series developed and produced by Class 8 of the W.N. Reese Smith Jr. Leadership Academy Program of the Florida Bar. This is a limited liability leadership podcast where we'll discuss raising the bar in leading the bar. My name is Christy Foley. I'm an attorney mediator with eMediation Services in Orlando, Florida, and I'm a member of the Florida Bar Leadership Academy Class 8. Today, I'll be your host discussing the Leadership Academy experience. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guest speakers, all of whom have graduated from the Leadership Academy. We have Vivian Hodes, Sharday Murray, and Representative Michelle Rayner. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's start by talking a little bit about you. So let me know a little bit about what you do and which leadership academy you were part of. Vivian, let's start with you. Well, Christy, thank you so much, first of all, for having me on today. Leadership Academy really changed my life in a lot of different ways. So I am really excited um, to share my experiences. Um, I'm a 19-year lawyer, uh, Florida State graduate, Tampa family law attorney uh, and mediator. And I am class two of the Leadership Academy of the Florida Bar. Since the Leadership Academy, I've done a lot of things and I'm excited to share about all the things that the Leadership Academy led me to a little bit later in our podcast today. Thank you so much, Vivian. And Sharday, how about you? What do you do and which Leadership Academy class were you part of? Thank you for inviting me to participate, Christy. I was a member of, well, I guess I still am a member of class three, our class... I guess we took place around 2015. Um, For me, that was a very transitional point of my life and my career. At the time, I was a low-income clinic tax director for legal services, um, which is basically a legal aid that was located in Jacksonville, Florida. I was also the pro bono coordinator at at the time, so that was the main way I was able to convince my employers to let me participate because um, at the time... um, I'm not sure if that's the case now, but we had to get our employer's approval and recommendation um, because we did have face-to-face live in-person meetings, and I believe they were once a month. Um, And I actually qualified for a scholarship at the time, um, but I know for some employers, they were actually footing the bill for their employees. So the employer's um, recommendation was strongly encouraged and I think required for you to even be a member. Um, So as a pro bono coordinator, I I kind of spun it to the director as, you know, I can use this to meet new attorneys. We can get more pro bono hours um, for our legal services uh, quotas. So that's what got me in the door. But the Leadership Academy was much more. It actually just kind of really changed my career trajectory as far as introducing me to some incredible people who really helped me understand my potential. Um, And the trainings really helped me understand myself. And since then, it's opened so many doors. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, And Michelle, how about you? What do you do and what Leadership Academy class were you part of? 
Um, well, so thank you for having me. Um, and so I was part of leadership class seven. So my leadership class consisted of in-person and online because um, I was a part of a leadership class uh, in uh, 2020 that actually uh, was in the beginning part of the pandemic. I am a criminal defense attorney, but I'm also a representative in the Florida House. Um, it was really interesting. It was actually at a leadership um meeting where you tour the Capitol and you go to the Supreme Court and you go to the Florida House that I was like, huh, like, this is interesting. And I think I could do this. And the seat that I currently hold, um, you know, actually the person vacated and I, you know, decided to file and run for a uh, state house district 70 and, um, and I won obviously here. So, um, but it was actually the seed was sown, um, during, uh, January 2020 when we had our visit as a part of the leadership academy to the legislature. And, uh, you know, we, I've had incredible support from, uh, my classmates. We're still very close. We have, we're on a group text and we talk. In fact, I just got like a text from them right now while I'm on here. So, um, and they were incredibly supportive and we have so many people in that class doing tremendous things. And I am really grateful. Um, to be a part of the Leadership Academy. I actually had applied previously and um, was not accepted. And then to be accepted, you know, everything works out when it's supposed to work out and the timing when it's supposed to happen. So I was super excited to be a part in, of, of the Leadership Academy. Oh, that's fantastic. It sounds like for each of you, Leadership Academy really played a pivotal role in your career choices and the direction you ended up heading, which is exciting. So talk to me a little bit more about this experience of actually going to the legislature as part of your Leadership Academy experience. Did all of you have that experience? And if so, what was that meeting like? That is actually like the pro bono meeting. Um, it's the pro bono award ceremony hosted, I believe, by the Florida Bar and the Supreme Court. Um, each circuit um, selects like a pro bono um affiliate or an outstanding attorney that's an outstanding pro bono work and they're recognized. So we actually, I look forward, that was one of the best meetings. Um, just one, because on the pro bono end of my position, I was actually a part of the selection and nomination committee. Um, but the behind the scenes part um, of that, that meeting involved us um, touring the, the Capitol um and um, just meeting legislat um, legislators as well as the justices. Um, we actually sat down and had lunch um, with some of the justices, and that was incredible. Um, so, yeah, that, yeah. That sounds like an amazing opportunity to get to meet <laughs> the Florida Supreme Court justices. What lawyer yeah. wouldn't want that? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty incredible. Christy, during my year, we also did a tour of Florida Bar headquarters, um, which was really, really interesting, you know, to see kind of the history and the operations of the Florida Bar from that perspective. You know, I was a, I don't know, 13 or 13 or 14 year lawyer at that time when I did Leadership Academy. And I really didn't know what the Florida Bar did. Um, I paid my bar dues, but I didn't realize, you know, anything um, about 
all of the things that the Florida Bar does. And so seeing headquarters was really, really interesting and having that opportunity to be exposed to that. Also, as part of our class, we attended the Supreme Court Historical Society dinner. Um, and, you know, that is a, a dinner held every year. Um, and the Board of Governors attends it um, every year in Tallahassee uh, during that time period. And so we were able to, as a Leadership Academy class, um, network and meet Board of Governors members, as well as, you know, all of these, um, you know, movers and shakers in Tallahassee attending the historical um, society dinner and just be exposed to things that, you know, an, an, a lawyer doesn't even know is going on if you're not really in the know or reading the bar news. You know, there, you, the bar news comes, you really kind of see maybe the cover, but you don't really know what the things are. Leadership Academy really gives you a um, a much more inside view of kind of operations and just events like the pro bono um, awards. And then I think the takeaway is that you know, years later now, when you see those emails, um, when you see the stories in the bar news, you you know, because you went and you saw those awards, um, you you know, you went to the dinner, you know what, what that looks like and why it's done. And, and it, it also makes you really proud of the profession, um, of being part of the profession, something more than just doing your job day to day, whether that, that be criminal defense or legal services or family law, it's you're part of something bigger when you're an attorney. And I think knowing and being exposed to all of the things really just expands your your view of the profession for the better. I could definitely see how, you know, witnessing big events like that and seeing the history of the court and the bar firsthand for yourself could not only help give you a sense of where you fall in the entire bar ecosystem, but also be quite inspiring and probably, as Michelle said, obviously um, inspiring for the sake of joining that group of people in Tallahassee. But then also, Vivian, I'm sure from what you said, it sounds like also inspiring for getting more involved in the bar itself. Absolutely. And I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll talk more to that as to where the Leadership Academy then led us, you know, led us later on in, in the different steps and uh, in, in the years since our academy. Yeah, it sounds like all of you have had very fruitful careers as a result of your Leadership Academy experience, or at least in part as a result of that which is awesome. But let's talk a little bit about the basics of the academy. So class eight, unfortunately, you know, we've had COVID throughout our entire class time. So we haven't had any in-person meetings. So fill me in a little bit about your experience. How many in-person meetings did you have? Um, I know, Charday, you might have mentioned having almost one a month. Um, and where were they? Were they all in Tallahassee or were they scattered throughout the state? Um, for class three, our meetings were face-to-face, -face, live each time throughout the entire state. And I think for class two or previous classes, um, maybe the first two classes, they were divided uh, where people were selected um, and then maybe a certain people group of the class met down south and then a certain group of people met up north. But by class three, they combined us all. Um, we had meetings all the way in Jacksonville, all the way down to South Florida. And for me, um, ought to be completely candid with you all, as I, I mentioned, I started in legal services. Um, so I had a very modest salary. I 
because of the Leadership Academy, I attended my very first bar conference. And I, I was just blown away by each and every experience because, um, like I said, I was blessed with uh, the ability to have a scholarship. So I attended these meetings. Um, I was able to receive mileage and we stayed at hotels, like the fanciest five star hotels. Um, and then the the alumni group is so was so strong and the support from the Leadership Academy was so strong that each night of our first our first day of our meeting, we would have a reception so on top of having this incredible experience through just, you know, the meeting, we would have a, a, a law firm sponsored or somebody sponsoring um, a reception where it was um, just incredible food um, and a, a, a chance to network and, and meet um, just people in the community or affiliated with the Leadership Academy in that area. So we got that experience all the way from the top of Florida to the bottom of Florida. Um, that did include um, some people. I know some people who work for the bigger firms who had billable hours. It became a strain on some of them um, because, you know, traveling every three to four weeks, it takes a t- it takes some time to recover from those weekend trips and doing it once a week. Kind of, it kind of became a lot on some of the people who had a higher demand of work. Um, but for me, you know, I really enjoyed the experience. I, I'll never forget staying at some of those five star hotels. Like every hotel was at least was a five star hotel. The incredible. Oh, that's fantastic. And I- <laughs> every um and what I realized towards the end, I believe every meeting coincided with a, a board of governors meeting. It was either a Florida Bar official meeting or a board of governors meeting because a portion of our training or our meeting uh, would involve sitting in and being right there. I can remember attending my first board of governors meeting and I didn't even, I was like, what are, what are these people? Who is this? What, is, what are we doing? Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, are they really? voting on reciprocity in front of me? What is going on? Like, is this really happening? Is that the president really doing a reprimand in front of us? Like, is this real life? Am I here in the flesh experiencing this? And I was, and it was because of the Academy. That's amazing that you had a front row seat to some of the big decisions that the Board of Governors was making. That's fantastic. And how about Michelle? What was your experience like? Were you meeting every weekend or every one weekend a month as well? Um, What was your experience like, especially since your class ended up getting impacted by COVID at the end? Yeah, so definitely we were meeting, I want to say like every almost like once or twice every quarter. So like within a quarter is like once or once or two times. And it would always, you know, coincide as Sade said, it was always coincide with a, um, a meeting, a Florida bar meeting, a board of governors meeting. I think for me, it really demystified the Florida bar. Right. So I think that a lot of times, no matter how long you've been practicing at, at that time, I think I was practicing for about like maybe six and a half, seven years at that time. It's always like, Oh, the Florida bar, all, you know, as a lawyer, you don't want to get a letter from them. That's all you know. That's that's the only thing you know. You don't really have any other frame of reference. And it's just kind of this place in Tallahassee that they do what they do. You kind of just live your own legal life and you really have no real interaction with them. And I think the wonderful thing about it is, is because it always coincided with a meeting or with a board of governors meeting or something that you were being able to interact with people um, that you may not otherwise be able to interact with um, or have access to. And it really just demystified it. Like, you know, I like once like I could do this, like, okay. Like, and, and at that time, um, the Florida bar had this movement about, you know, my Florida bar, it's our, you know, it's all of ours really having ownership of that. So there was really an intentional, um, 
I w- process, I want to say in our class and focus in our class to really uh, let people know that this is not just a bar that you pay dues to and you make sure you don't get in trouble, but to really have ownership of it, really get involved in a real way, in an intentional way. And so the way that the meetings were scheduled and how they had the meetings um, really um, added to that and added to that message. And so what I've seen in my class is that We've had a lot of people who um, serve on the YLD board of governors, who serve on grievance committees right now, folks who have started the process to become judges. We have a JAG officer now. So we're, you know, we have all of these people doing tremendous things, but I think a lot of times really kind of it's like flipping that switch of like, okay, you know, this is accessible and there's so many different ways that we can be of service, um, not only to our clients, but be of service to the bar as a whole. That's amazing. It sounds like having the experience of not only networking with your own Leadership Academy classmates, but also networking with people who are on the Board of Governors or at the other bar events that your meetings coincided with was truly empowering for you and helped to not only motivate you to step up and participate in the bar more, but to also not be scared of the Florida bar anymore. Vivian, was that your experience as well? Absolutely. And just to kind of give you an example of where you can go beginning with the Leadership Academy experience, um, let me just tell you a little bit quick story about my background in in leadership. Um, So I was a local bar leader in Tampa, um, had been involved in the Tampa Hispanic Bar, and I had been president Um, And then this email came in my inbox, like, oh, Leadership Academy. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm self-employed. I have my own practice. And I'm always looking for opportunities where I can um, network to build my referrals and get clients, um, develop relationships. I loved, you know, the aspects of meeting other lawyers in other areas. And I was like, oh, look, an opportunity where I can spend some firm money on a five-star hotel. Um, and so it was, it was, it was wonderful. And so I was just a, a local bar leader um, and I did leadership Academy. I've met all of these amazing lawyers all over the state became exposed to what a committee of the Florida bar was, what the sections of the Florida bar were, um, how to apply to be on a grievance committee Um, how to apply and be encouraged and supported to be appointed to a Florida Bar Committee um, and got like a whole education as to what the Florida Bar really was. Um, The very first meeting of my Leadership Academy class was at an annual convention. Um, And I had never before been to an annual convention. I didn't even really know what that all entailed. Um, and then fast forward to last year's annual convention, I actually was the chair of annual convention um, our, that ended up being the virtual um, annual convention. And it was a huge success. Um, and so where I got there, and that was in about a six, seven year time period from when I started Leadership Academy and I knew nothing about the Florida Bar to being appointed to have a very significant role as the chair of annual convention by President John Stewart at that time. And so 
President Pettis, when he created the Florida Bar Leadership Academy, had this concept he wanted to bring new people into leadership within the Florida Bar. And the Leadership Academy has really done just that because since then, graduated from Leadership Academy, I applied to my very first committee, the Florida Bar Voluntary Bar Liaison Committee um, that I've now chaired for two years. Um, I applied, you know, to a grievance committee and I, I completed a term, my a three-year term on the grievance committee. Um, and then each one of those steps that really started at the Leadership Academy level led me to more and more significant roles in the legal profession on a statewide basis um, to the point where now I was actually appointed for the second time on a, to a seat on the Board of Governors. Um, so I have a non-voting seat on the Board of Governors this year, and it's been because of it all started with Leadership Academy and having the opportunity to develop the relationships that then led me to the interest in the appointments and really the desire to be involved in my profession in a different way, aside from just the practice of law every day. Yeah, it sounds like you're incredibly involved in the Florida Bar now. So that's a huge turnaround from six years ago when you first joined Leadership Academy. So let's talk a little bit about how you got there in just six short years. Um, was it the meetings that you had? I mean, were they teaching you such helpful Leadership Academy skills that you've been able to apply them? Or was it more about the networking and learning about the Florida Bar and how it operates? So what do you think was the focal point for your Leadership Academy meetings? And tell me a little bit more about how it gets balanced throughout those hotel stays at the five-star hotels. Well, for me, it was all of it. Um, it is the combination of both the educational components um, as well as the speakers um, speaking to you about their perspectives and their experiences, the encouragement um, and the relationships, both with the leadership of the Florida Bar, the leadership of the Leadership Academy of the Florida Bar. Oh, I think we lost Vivian for a second there. But she was saying that for her, it was helpful having the leadership meetings as well as the networking. What about for you, ladies? Michelle, was that the same experience for you? Yeah, I definitely think it was it's was the networking. I mean, some of, you know, my classmates and people I've met have been invaluable. And so I had a hybrid where it was in person. And then we did via Zoom for the remainder. And I will even tell you the team with um, the Leadership Academy, our co-chairs, they worked really, really hard to still keep it as seamless as possible and to still keep us connected. And so, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, I had so many people just saying, oh, you know, I like know that you are involved in the Leadership Academy. And you were thinking like, how do you, how do I even know? So even when I was running, they were like, oh yeah, like I, I'm like, what are you talking about? And and even, um, you know, them sharing the other information, sharing the information with other um, classes, other, um, you know, um, folks who have been in in prior leadership um, academy classes. I know Alexis Carter, he started like a Facebook group that it was for, you know, leadership academy alumni folks. So, you know, it, there have been really amazing ways to keep in contact with people, but also to... Um, 
as you kind of want to grow in leadership in the bar, there's so many pathways that you can take. And a lot of these people, you kind of run in to them over and over again as you get to see them at different conferences and conventions and all those things. And then they're, you know, and so, I mean, like we are, are one of the bar presidents over here, Zach Zerowest, I believe he was in the leadership academy class and YLD president. And so he was it's almost like, oh, you know, Zach. And it's just these little like all of these connections. But it's so helpful because you never know when you're going to need someone. You never know if you have an issue, even with a client um, that maybe you're not equipped to, you know, that's not your lane. But hey, you know, I can call Vivian. I can call her. Okay. Like, hey, you know, I have this issue. Or, you know, I know that if I refer a client that they're going to be in good hands. And, um, and it's just, it's so many ways that we could probably be on this podcast for hours talking about how invaluable the experience is and how invaluable involvement um, in, in the Leadership Academy is. That's fantastic. And I know, Vivian, you had mentioned that there were some speakers, some presenters and that kind of thing. What are those sessions about? What are they like? What kind of speakers do you have? Um, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So for class two, at that time, the chair of Leadership Academy was um, Renee. Everyone knows Renee. Uh, Renee Thompson, and she did an amazing job bringing together um, a really a balance of of speakers at every session. And so it was from education as to personalities and emotional intelligence and some of those um, kind of softer skills that are in tremendously important to leaders. Um, as well as substantive content as to areas of law. And so they brought in for us during various parts of the sessions, the leadership of the major sections of the Florida Bar to report to us what the real estate section was doing, what the family law section was doing, you know, what... Um, the trial lawyer section was doing so that we had an awareness of what all these sections did. And then they also had some tremendous speakers um, about work-life balance, you know, how things, um, how you could balance bar leadership with family life, practice life, whether you were a big law lawyer or whether you were a legal services lawyer. So they really made Leadership Academy um, applicable, relatable to every lawyer in that room in a different way. So I'm sure that of the, the hundreds of lawyers that have now gone through the Leadership Academy, probably every single person has a little bit of a different takeaway from the program just because of, you know, you're going to take away what, what interests you um, and build on something that maybe you didn't realize before um, so it's really just awareness. They did an amazing job with the programming during um, the early years. We did have a, to, as Charday mentioned, we had a North class and a, and a South class. So we were separated for some meetings. 
But it sounds like a fantastic balance overall of both networking and learning about the bar and also learning about those soft skills that are so important if you're leading within the bar or if you're just interacting with your clients on a daily basis. So definitely a valuable program. Sharde, anything you want to add? Absolutely. I have this, the the Leadership Academy changed my life mainly because of the soft skills that I developed. Um, I came into the program, like I said, I was a low-income tax clinic director at Legal Services. I knew I wanted more. I um, earned my LLM in tax. And um, as far as my application, I mentioned that I was a tax fellow um, and I got to experience the, the tax section of the Florida Bar, but that was the only part of the Florida Bar I was exposed to prior to the Leadership Academy. And I thought there was a huge need of just younger younger blood, just more diversity. And I was hoping that the Leadership Academy would open that door um, as far as my tax career. I didn't say this at the beginning, but now I'm a um, chief counsel attorney. Chief counsel represents the Internal Revenue Service in, um, in tax court. Um, so this was like my ultimate dream job. And the Leadership Academy definitely helped me get there. Um, and I've been practicing in April. It'll be um, eight years. So it's been a journey. And when I joined Leadership Academy, I was just about three years in as a barn attorney. And um, like I mentioned, I just wanted to you know, advance my career. But what has impacted me the most was the interpersonal skills that I developed from one of the speakers. So I agree with Vivian. We had speakers from, you know, all across the board, current bar presidents, future bar presidents, people running, um, leaders of sections. Um, but we also have people, we had Nora Bergman. She came in to give the, the disc analysis um, test. And that was life changing. I literally did some cue cards and we don't have video, but I literally have an index cue cards, um, Rolodex or index card book full of things that I still carry with me today to help me just keep myself in check um, to make sure I'm properly communicating with people that I really need to get through to. If I'm in a leadership position or if I'm in a teammate position, those skills have just changed my life for the best. And it, it allowed me to just it, it opened so many doors because I really learned how to effectively communicate with people. I feel like I have a big over the top personality. And for a lot of people, it can be too much. So although I think when a good thing, I, I was really turning a lot of people off. And the disc analysis really helped me understand my strengths, my weaknesses, which overall helped me be just a better person, whether I needed to lead, whether I needed to be a teammate. The disc analysis really helped me unpack that. And it was so valuable. Like I literally just moved in my house and I still have this with me. Now, my Leadership Academy book is in the office. I can't even find that, <laughs> but I have my cue cards with me because they were life changing. And also, in addition to Nora coming in and just changing everybody's life, like that blew everybody away. In addition to that test, um, which made no sense at the time, we were like, what is this? This has a lot of questions. But then when we got the analysis, it was like, oh, my gosh, it just made so much sense. The next um, speaker who was just life changing, and I'm not sure if she's still working with the Leadership Academy, but um, Wilhelmina Tribble, she was, I mean, incredible. She came in um I think it was a divert a uh, session on diversity, um, but she offered uh, she she has a service where she actually helps people um, and prep for huge interviews. And at the time, she couldn't name drop, but uh, based off of what we gathered from her, what she shared, she prepped Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor for her inter- Supreme Court interview. Um, and this woman came to speak with us. 
and then gave us a free ticket to come use and meet with her. And I actually took her up on that offer. You can't pass I was, that you know, up. That's to, way too good of an offer. <laughs> of course. I was trying to become a JAG officer because there was a federal hiring freeze and the only way I can get through the IRS was through JAG. And I was I was just doing the most trying to get to where I am now. Thank God I didn't have to go through any of those routes. Um, but Nora, uh, she not Nora, I'm sorry, uh, Wilhelmina prepped me for that meeting. And at the time she was over, she was on the West Coast helping her daughter do something just very monumental. And she took the time out to honor um, you know, that gift certificate of that one meeting and that meeting ever since has changed my life. And I really believe that meeting helped me open so many doors and so many opportunities from JAG to the internal revenue service, um, to, and it was just life changing. So, um, Last, we did have another meeting. I can't remember all of the panel, the panelists, but it was just about, you know, we're, we're go-getters, we're busy. Um, how are you doing, like, you know, a self-check? How are you doing? Self, uh, self-help self is a big deal. Um, but back in the days, it, it wasn't really talked about that much. And I remember just learning about Amazon Prime, how, you know, if you're working long hours, you can literally just order a toilet paper. Like, that's the thing now. We have, we have Instacart. We have... Um, Everyone is using their prime now, but about six or seven years ago, people weren't using Amazon for toilet paper. Um, and it was, it, we just talked about just little things to kind of help us um, as we pick up more duties to establish ourselves and get involved. Things, um, we got tips and that um, work life balance. Yeah, how to really incorporate um, self care and some practical tips that we were literally on our phones using as the panelists were giving. It was like things we just didn't think of. Have two makeup bags because you're traveling more. You know, if you don't like to unpack, you know, have two makeup bags, have right. your groceries delivered. Like, like what groceries delivered? Like, what does that mean? So, I mean, the leadership Academy, that's why if, if ever I have an opportunity to give back, I try my best to, um, I still haven't made my way up to the, the tax section yet as far as the leadership roles that I'm aspiring to, to be. Um, but if, if there's anything I can do in the interim until I get there, I'm always here for the Academy because it completely changed my life. That's incredible. Well, ladies, I know we are getting close to hitting our time limit. So before we wrap up, I'm just wondering if each of you could take a moment to let me know what the most surprising thing was for you about going through the Leadership Academy experience or even the meetings themselves. What was it that you didn't expect when you first signed up for Leadership Academy that you got there and you're like, oh, wow, good, bad, otherwise, I don't care. Just wondering what maybe... Uh, element of surprise we could take out for future Leadership Academy participants. Sharday, why don't you go ahead? Okay. I was just surprised at the bonds. Like still to this day, um, it's been over like six years and I'm still very connected with uh, members of my class. Um, uh, there's, I have a couple like sister mentors that I just really look up to that I connected with. Um, one actually came up here in, in Jacksonville. She had gave me a beautiful housewarming gift. Like uh, the relationships uh, that I still have that are still, you know, flourishing through the academy is what really shocked me because usually you participate, you're like, you're one and you're done. And it's like, okay, you might send a, a Christmas email here or there, but these people, we stay connected and um, we've grown together. So that was what's a pleasant surprise. Wonderful. Vivian? Uh, for me, what was surprising and wonderful was how intentional the diversity um, and striking the diversity of the participants in each class were from age to practice area. And amazingly, though, the groups of people that were brought together to Shardee's point somehow 
or like-minded, regardless of age, practice area. Because when you meet someone who's who is involved and becomes a buy-in, buys in, becomes a bar junkie. I call myself a bar junkie because I'm I love everything bar stuff. It when you you find these people and they become like your people. And they are the people, regardless of how short of a time you've known them, because you're so similar in terms of interests, whether that be um, desire to give back to the profession or the fundamental values or just in in knowing what the day to day of someone else's life is like as an attorney, um, as a business owner, as a leader in your profession, friends that you have from high school or college that have professions that are different than the legal profession, they just don't get it. And so the Leadership Academy brought together this, these classes of other people who really get it. And so the friends and the colleagues and the relationships that I've developed from Leadership Academy on with bar people are really my people because they know what my life is like. They can relate to me and to my struggles or my um, aspirations a whole lot differently than other people in my life. And so it's really awesome that the Leadership Academy brings together those people so that you have the opportunities to then be able to talk and inspire each other and create new projects and have these ideas and feel really good about the profession as a whole. That sounds amazing to have found your fellow bar junkie friends and uh, to be (laughs) able to bond with them. And Michelle, why don't you wrap it up for us? What is the most surprising thing about your Leadership Academy experience? I would think the most surprising thing is that we were able to maintain a level of intentionality and relationship even through um, COVID-19 pandemic. I think that us being able to do that when we didn't have all the rest of our meetings um, in person, we were able to graduate together in person. Um, we were still able to maintain just a really high level of intentionality. We're still very close. The um, Leadership Academy team, um, our co-chairs, Ms. Arnell, they were able to um, make sure that um, they gave us the best experience that we had. And I think that that just shows the level of commitment of the people who are involved in the Leadership Academy, the level of um, commitment to the fellows. And then I think our our level of commitment to one another to make this the best um, you know, experience that we, that we could have. I mean, because it's very easy to kind of, when you are like, oh, well, it's via Zoom, like, okay, does it, but very like, we were still very close and intentional working on our projects, doing the things that we needed to do. So that I think was the best experience for me because we were definitely really let down <laughs> when the pandemic happened. We we're kind of like, well, dang, like, oh, this sucks. And being able to, um, 
we really didn't miss a beat, right? And um, I think that that was the the aspect of um, my experience with the Leadership Academy that I just really appreciate. So, so yeah, I mean, I will tell you if you're thinking about doing it, just go ahead and apply. Um, if you get in, don't worry about the money. It, that all that stuff will figure itself out. There are ways to 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 get help if you need it. Um, but it is just a tremendous opportunity for anyone um, uh, that is just even considering it. Well, from what you ladies have shared with us this afternoon, it sounds like you really had an incredible Leadership Academy experience, no matter which class you were in, um, from not only the content that you learned in Leadership Academy, but also to the bonds that you made with other lawyers throughout the state of Florida. Um, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have to, for today. On behalf of the Leadership Academy Class 8, let me thank you again for your time speaking with us and sharing your Leadership Academy journey with us. This will actually wrap up our discussion of the Leadership Academy experience. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Limited Liability Leadership Podcast. And don't forget to check out the other episodes to learn more about raising the bar in leading the bar. 